0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the Clean Slate Farm Podcast. Thanks for downloading, I really appreciate that. Today's kind of an odd show in that I'm really not sure where to go on this one. As many of you know, I work in the restaurant business and have many friends in the restaurant business, from uh, from dishwashers on up to executive chefs. It's a tough business, one that people sacrifice day in and day out, because as you're playing and going out to dinner, we in the restaurant business are working and making your dinner. So our days are kind of shifted. Well, as many people know, restaurants all over the country are being shut down, told that all they can do is take-out food. And that's causing some hardships. Restaurants work on very, very thin margins to begin with, and having to cut down the takeaway, that means servers aren't working, many cooks aren't working, dishwashers really aren't working. It's kind of a tough spot to be in. Well, I have a couple of friends in Auburn, New York, chefs in Auburn, New York, Luke Houghton and Sarah Hassler, and they're doing something pretty innovative. It's going to be a virtual dinner. We're going to talk with them a little bit, and they're going to tell us a little bit about the business, and then tell us about this virtual dinner idea. It is really, really cool. Stick around. Hi, everybody. I'd like to introduce you to two friends of mine. One is Luke Houghton. Luke is with Pure Catering. And Pure, uh, what's the other name, Luke? you got a little bit going on it's-
1: there. so. Pure Market and Eatery, and uh, Provisions by Pure.
0: Provisions by Pure. And Sarah Hassler. Sarah's an executive chef and a chef consultant, uh, both in the Auburn area. Sarah, you do more than Auburn, though, right? Uh,
2: yeah, Syracuse area. Okay. Um, all of central New York, really.
0: Okay. So I'm going to ask uh, you both uh, a little bit about your business. Luke, tell me a little bit more about Pure.
1: So uh, we kind of started off as just a private chef uh I don't know, probably 10 years ago. And uh, then we expanded into catering just kind of based on needs. Uh, And as things developed, uh, we then moved into meal deliveries kind of by demand, people were asking for it. Uh, We started that program about two years ago, um, which then in turn turned into the market which is something we opened in October uh, with the help of Sarah and uh, the market itself kind of closes the loop between the catering and meal delivery programs it gives us an opportunity to where we can sell products that we not only use in the kitchen for catering and meal deliveries but also uh, we can utilize it as a place to move out vegetables and things that we might have a little extra of from the other two businesses we also kind of use it as a marketing tool uh to hopefully uh deliver more catering business and on the flip side also uh, more meal deliverance mm-hmm. okay. uh, we have okay. definitely a philosophy that people should eat wholesome food not necessarily perfectly healthy but you know we, we really pride ourselves on using real ingredients and stuff that we can get locally Mm
0: -hmm. and inside your operation there you have a little market where people can come in and buy like specialty food products as well right
1: we do sell retail products uh, mostly New York State stuff uh, with specialty vinegars uh, oils nuts teas you name it if we can find it locally we're going to do that Uh, and then we also serve lunch here and breakfast uh, seven days a week brunch on the
0: weekends neat, neat. neat. now in, in uh, all, all fairness right. to everybody listening i used to work with luke many many years ago so if luke starts yelling at me luke i know where the chicken stock is this day so don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was one of my favorite things luke where's the chicken stock sarah tell me a little bit about what you what you do and your involvement in, in pure
2: so I'm, uh, I'm the owner of Hassler Hospitality Group, and what we do is basically come into restaurants that either need to relaunch something, rebrand something, or people with food ideas that haven't yet got them off the ground, whether it's, I want to take this barbecue sauce recipe and actually bring it to market, or I want to create a full-scale, full-service restaurant. Um, we take projects of all sizes and kind of help people turn, turn their dreams into reality, which is much more complicated than it sounds. Uh, But that's how Luke and I met last spring. Uh, He called me because he was looking to open the market and he's a busy guy. He's got many businesses happening at one time. Uh, So we started working together and just found that we have similar philosophies um, around food and eating whole ingredients and, and vegetable focused. Uh, It's really who we are as chefs and that's rare to find uh, a partnership like that. So uh, that sort of synergy has just taken us from project to project since. Cool,
0: that's neat. Now, Sarah, you worked with Nate and Christy Williams on their barbecue sauce, on my I did.
2: Yeah. I did.
0: Yeah, that's Dutch Hill Maple. I just did an interview a little while ago with Nate. Uh, awesome. About, about, yeah, that was fun. That was fun. They're so. about
2: to drop some uh, some uh, some maple syrup off on my porch for Luke.
0: <laughs> yeah, great stuff. We use it in the yeah. vinegars.
2: So. Yeah, delicious.
0: Anyway, uh, Luke, you said you've been in business now since uh, was October. Uh, Am I catching correct?
1: The market itself has been in business since October. Mm -hmm. Uh, Catering, I mean, pure itself is about ten years, uh, probably pushing ten years now. Yeah,
0: okay. So um, one of the reasons we're talking today is you have a couple of things. You've got something coming up that I want to get and talk about in a few minutes here. But um, this, I mean, we're in a very strange period right now as everybody in this country can attest to right now with this coronavirus and it is new york state and i guess many other states have shut restaurants down completely Mm -hmm. other than takeout and other than takeout and you've come up with something interesting on that but first fill me in a little bit how how much staff do you? you have quite a few people you well not quite a few you've got some people in the kitchen and what do you do for front of the house
1: so we have uh two full-time kitchen staff right now uh, and we have two full-time front-of-the-house servers plus a couple of part-time and then I have uh, uh, an executive assistant, I guess I'll call Kelly, she basically does everything else that I can't do Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and she's full-time. So that puts us at like six full-time employees and then on top of that we probably have 20 part-time on call catering. Mm-hmm.
0: And so far, how Back has the restaurant shutdown affected you?
1: You know, we've been very diligent about switching things quickly. Uh, it's hard to really grasp the effect that it's had because of the timing. Um, you know, to me, like we were ramping up as of two weeks ago, you know, spring hit, you know. Revenues were coming in a lot higher. And so, you know, I would say we're probably 50% down, if not more, just in day to day operations. Mm-hmm. And then the mm-hmm. long term catering effect is going to be catastrophic.
2: Uh,
1: I, I would guess, just by what we've lost so far, and depending on how long this takes, I would say overall we've probably lost 75% of our revenue.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially with the catering, that's really going to hurt because those are generally larger parties, 50, 100 people, 150 people. Yeah. And we can't gather in any more than 10 at a 10 at a group now, so that's going to that's going to be a hit, yeah. So my next question is margins are pretty tight here in the restaurant world. Um, notoriously tight and you know restaurant tours are always scrambling to make a living and it's probably working off cash flow more than anything else. Um what have you done to what have you done in the meantime to account for your business being down? Staffing levels down.
1: So we've cut hours a little, a little bit. Uh we're we're going into that next week uh which will reduce a little bit of payroll. Uh we do we were kind of at a reduced staff anyway, so luckily we didn't really have to lay anybody off compared yet for the purpose of this problem. Uh, the other things we've done is we were rebranding and revamping the home meal delivery uh, just because I think it's, we needed to do it anyways, but now we're a little more motivated to do it faster. Uh, so we're launching that this week, giving people more options to, to get home delivery. Um, and we extended our hours of delivery as far as cutting costs, we're still holding steady uh, with what we have going on here in the market. Uh, but like I tell everybody else, it's day-by-day day right now.
0: Yeah.
2: And, and, and uh, really,
0: in the restaurant world, other than cutting labor, your your costs, you run pretty thin on costs anyway, no matter what restaurant you're in. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah.
0: You agree on that, Sarah?
2: Yeah, food business is hard. Harder than you can possibly imagine. Yeah.
0: Okay. So you have something exciting coming up. Would you two want to talk about that a little bit? Sarah, Luke, who wants to go first?
1: I'll let Sarah go first.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, <all right. laughs> um, Okay. So we are, uh, well, so. Wait a minute. I think you should start
1: by saying how we were sitting there the other night talking about, you know, what we were going to do. So where this <laughs> idea kind of came from.
2: <laughs> right. That's where i That's where I'd like to go first, um, because, you know, the reaction to this, uh, you know, mandate to shut down, except for takeout. I mean, the reality of that is that you're not going to do maybe 15 percent of your total revenue uh, as, as a takeout place if you're just a traditional restaurant. We're fortunate in that we have a few other revenue streams that we pull in. Um, because of the catering and because of the meal delivery. But now catering is cutting because people are scared. Uh, so we both pretty much sat there in shock um, by the end of Monday evening. Uh, and we were staring at each other. I'm just, uh, it sounds a little bit strange over there. Uh, but anyway, we're staring at each other going, what could we possibly do? Um, and it's like, we still want to have people people are going to need respite from isolation. People need, you know, people come to restaurants for many different things. Yes, you go for food, and so you don't have to do the dishes and all of that. That's great. So that you can have food that you wouldn't know how to prepare yourself, yes. But you really go for connection and to be with, you know, your people and experience culture. The same reasons that food, music, art, and need all those things. So the question that we were asking each other was, how can we provide rest At the same time, how can we help, you know, keep the people that we have employed employed and also other restaurants across the state? Is there anything that we can do? Like in those moments of crisis, the first question to ask is, how can I help? Um, And so that's where this all started. Um, So from there, we decided uh, that... Could take it virtual, that we could do a uh, four course dinner and have, we could make the food in house, have people come pick it up and then take it home and set up a live broadcast with all four chefs or if we, yeah, with all four chefs and uh, and eat together virtually, just like we're meeting together virtually right now. Mm -hmm. So that's the origin of the idea.
0: Which is a, it's a phenomenal idea. It's great. And Luke, how many chefs you got going on here? There's going to be yourself, Sarah,
1: myself, Sarah, Tim Hardiman from uh, the Taylor and the Cook, Utica, who is someone I, over... sorry,
0: Utica, right? Yes.
1: Yep, Utica. Mm-hmm. Um, which I've never actually. It turns out I have met him a long time ago. Somebody told me i have met him, but <laughs> I, <laughs> somebody <laughs> called me yesterday. Well, so, you know, Matt.
0: No offense, called, Tim. Called me
1: yesterday. Said, you know you. You've met him before. I'm like, he's like, I don't know, one time at a food show a long time ago. But anyways, and uh, Mike, what is it?
2: Michael Lanahan from Uh, The Cellar in Corny.
1: Mm -hmm. So we kind of picked people geographically, so we Mm -hmm. didn't, you know, squander our efforts in any particular area. Uh, And people that we respected to do something that we would be proud of because, you know, we're all putting our name on it. Right. Uh, right. But to me, the really neat part about it is, so we're going to connect with these other chefs, and now you're developing a relationship you never would have had before, based on, you know, really hardship, honestly. Yes. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, it, the neat thing is, is that you're going to be in four different parts of New York, well, three different parts of New York State, because Sarah, you're going to be in the Pure Kitchen?
2: I'm not positive yet. I'm working on that.
0: hmm OK, so but, I'll probably so you're be, cook
2: at Pure, but then I'd like to have a Syracuse uh, downtown pickup location. So I'm I'm working on that.
0: Right. OK. But basically, there's going to be three different kitchens in three different parts of the state that yes. are going to be participating in this dinner. And, and how will this this hasn't been done anywhere before, right? This is like a totally brand new idea.
1: Uh, I think so. Yeah, I think so, too that's why we wanted to get it out so fast. Yeah. We want to be the first ones.
2: (laughs) Right. right. Which, uh, so my, my older brother, uh, Chad is doing the the tech side of things for us. He's, uh, he does a lot of live broadcasts and streaming. Um, and so he said to me yesterday, he's like, you know, before we sell tickets, we really should, uh, nail all the concept pieces down. And I'm like, Oh no, tickets sales are live. We're already doing this. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so Chad's gotta get working here. <laughs> Chad
2: Chad is yeah. working. He he then uh kicked into action. So we're good.
0: So tell me how this is gonna work. I I buy in and I do a pickup uh, and are you preparing all four meals? All four yes. courses.
1: So all the, four courses, yes. And then, from right. then, where from your pickup location.
0: And then Taylor and Cook Tim will be doing four and, and the and um Corny will be doing four.
2: Correct. So we're going to write the menu together uh, virtually, just like we're having a Skype meeting tomorrow morning. Um, And each chef will be in charge of one course, but then all of us will be making all of the courses. So uh, depending upon your pickup location, like if you're a big fan of Tim's or you're a big fan of Michael's, it's going to have their touch. You know, even though they might be our dishes, it's still going to be their food. Um, And we picked these chefs uh, not only because they're people who we respect but because their philosophies align with ours they are Mm -hmm. farm to table chefs they're vegetable focused um, and they do great work so uh, so you will uh, pick up from your spot your uh, designated location bring the food home and then at six o'clock on friday april 3rd we will start the broadcast and uh, we will basically instruct you on how to heat things up if they need to be and uh, we'll go through a program of events.
0: Neat. So, Chad, you've got to get to work, Chad.
2: Seriously. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. And and they'll be doing the same thing in Utica. There'll be a pickup point. And the same thing in Corning. There'll be a pickup point, right? Yes. Okay, cool. And then people will be able to chat with the chefs?
2: Yes. And then Luke had uh, an interesting idea that we have just added on to Chad's
1: plate. Go, Luke. So... The other night, I'm like, well, the best way that people go to dinner is with other people. So why can't we just put people at their own individual tables? So now we're taking, like, merging this whole, instead of having 50 people in a room together, a chat room, there'll be a main room, and then there'll be side chat rooms, which will be your table. So essentially, you could have dinner with someone in Syracuse, someone in Utica, and someone in Corning, all at the same time, if you wanted to, um, and you're all sitting there ha- enjoying the same meal. And you'll be able to see each other and chat with each other. You'll be able to, yeah, so you can check out of the main group, go to your table, and then go back into the main group when you want. When we ask you to, or you want to come see the mm-hmm. what the chef is doing.
0: So it gives whole new meaning to table thirteen and table fourteen. They could be in different totally. cities. <laughs>
1: totally, yeah. Be table of forty. You could get a table of forty. Dave, <laughs> yeah. you got forty friends invite.
0: I don't know if I have 40 friends, Luke. (laughs) Uh, That's great. Now, tell me, when is this whole thing happening? And what's the cost to participate and how do do people sign up for this?
2: So there's a couple different uh, ways you can sign up. Um, We are doing this through Eventbrite. Um, So if you look for the name of the event is Social from a Distance. Uh, So if you look for that, because we're trying to keep our distance here. Uh, on Eventbrite, or if you follow Luke or myself on Facebook, you can find it there. Uh, and it is $35 for four courses if you choose to, to do the meal. But we also, because we think that there's people who are going to be interested in just sitting in and maybe they don't have uh, the food or they're not you know, local to any of these cities, you can still participate by going to Eventbrite and buying a $5 ticket that lets you just into the broadcast. Um, and we will uh, assign you to a table if you want to be, you know, with your friends. If four of you sign up, there's a spot where you can just let us know, uh, and we'll make sure that you have your own private room that you can go back to during designated times. And then, uh, yeah, so this we're going to be selling tickets until three days before. So I think it's till March 30th. And then uh, the time for to pick up the food from your designated spot is Friday, April 3rd, from noon to 4. And then we go live at 6 p.m.
0: Neat. So it'll be all low contact. Somebody will come in and just pick up their food, and away they go. So we're right. still keeping yeah. social distance here and bringing totally. social distance to a whole new level.
2: Yes. That's, yes. That's but pretty connecting neat.
0: Connecting as well. Yeah. And we're so, still
1: being social. Still yes. Being... Yes. <laughs> we're, we're not just distant. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, so I am going to put in the show notes here and we'll post this on our Facebook page, uh, how people can get involved in this. Uh, but that sounds like a really neat idea. And this is uh, I, I don't think I've heard anything, anybody doing anything like this. This is pretty neat.
1: I, I think it's definitely a, a first. But, yeah. if you know, if you can encourage people to share the content, that it's out there now mm-hmm. and get people you know, talking about it. That's what we really need. Yeah.
0: Yep. And, uh, from each of your standpoint, people, what should people do out there that are locked in? How do we, how do we support restaurants at this point other than what you're doing there? What's a good idea for people to.
2: There are many things, uh, cancel blue apron, Order as much takeout as possible, but know that that's just a drop in the bucket. So I've been encouraging people to do their Christmas shopping now. Buy all of the gift cards now that you were going to give away in December.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay.
1: Yeah, and just remember, you know, these guys are sitting on a lot of inventory right now. So the sooner you're ordering from them, the better.
0: Yeah. Uh, Yes. uh, Talk to me about Grubhub. Uh, I just read something about Grubhub where Grubhub's going to either
1: delay their yep. fees do you guys they're waiving their fees I believe
2: they deferred them
1: yeah are you oh really
2: so, yeah they're paid later so are you uh, Grubhub do you use Grubhub Luke
1: I don't use it right now mm-hmm. it's too expensive. Yeah
2: it is expensive yeah because uh, it's like
0: fifteen to thirty percent of the price right it's
2: thirty it percent it's thirty if you use if you go from the app so a lot of diners don't realize that that if they just go on Grubhub's app and click on their favorite restaurant Grubhub is taking 30% of whatever that cut is, of whatever whatever you're paying, 30% of that automatically goes to Grubhub. The best way to Grubhub, if you are doing that, is to go to the restaurant's website. So if you're doing it from, let's say, the HopSpot downtown, I don't even know if they do Grubhub, go to the HopSpot's website and click on the link there, order from there. Yeah.
0: I guess I would encourage people not to do that because I know what the margins are. I've worked in restaurants, managed restaurants. And if a restaurant is doing a 5 6%, 7% margin yeah. after everything is done, that's terrific. And Grubbub's going to take a chunk of that money. That's not good. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to encourage, as long as we're talking, I'm going to bring up another point here too. Uh, recently at a restaurant I was working at, we had Google called. I answered the phone, it was Google hi, this is Google, I'd like to place an order. It's like, yeah, okay, tell me something new. And <laughs> somebody had called Google to have Google call us to place a yeah. go order. So, and that's just so insane. If, so people listening, if you're going to call a restaurant or you want takeout food, call the restaurant directly. Skip the Grubhub and whatever the other one is because it's costing the restaurant money when you do that. So, And also just keep in mind there are cooks uh, that are working on these meals, that's terrific, but a lot of front-of-the-house staff won't be working or will be greatly reduced to help with the takeout thing. So remember that, and generally people don't tip on takeout meals. Probably not a bad idea because these people are depending on it too. I know several people, one who works at a school and as a waitress, she's done. She's not doing anything right now. So right. these people need help. So rather than wait for the government, go out, order takeout, go pick it up, and make sure you support your local restaurants and do the, do the right thing. So,
1: you know, Dave, one, one thing that I would say too is we're not doing all these events and these things that we are doing right now to make revenue for the business. We're trying to keep the people that we have employed. Oh, right. Yeah. You know, like that's the part that scares me the most. We don't want to have to lay people off because we can't figure it out. So when the game changes, you got to change with it. Right. So that's
0: yeah. Right. yeah. It's, it's and we're
1: excited. We like the challenge too.
0: Yeah, uh, you've always liked the challenge. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so,
0: but yeah, it, you're you're absolutely right. It's not about making huge profits at this point. It's keeping the doors open and keeping people employed. Yes. And that's very important because this is this is going to hit, like Luke said earlier, it's going to be catastrophic catastrophic for a lot
1: of businesses. So, well, and I think it also there's a community side to it too, where people. Benefit from socializing and talking about things that maybe they wouldn't talk about normally. Yep.
0: Yes, yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah. So. Okay. Great. Well, hey, thanks for joining me today and uh, telling me about that little thing you got going on. Anything else you want to add? No, I, I think, think so. that's yeah. it. Thank you so much. No, you're welcome. Now, uh, I'll be posting this, and I'll get the links off the the Facebook page and everything. We'll post it, and you guys share it a little bit. Let's see if we can get some promotion going for you here.
1: Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate Great. it. Okay. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. Thanks, guys. Well, there you have it. Pretty innovative idea. And if you go to their Facebook page, Provisions by Pure, you will see the sign-up spot there. Follow them. Please do me another favor. Visit and shop at your local small markets. A lot of them, like 20 East out in Casanova, they're bringing stuff to the door for you. Uh, so do that. And do take out orders where you can. I know it might even get tougher than it is. But every little bit helps for the small business. Hey, thanks for listening. And stay tuned for the next show, which is going to be with a small bakery in Jamesville, New York, Half Moon Bakery and Bistro, Debbie Titus. It's going to be an interesting show as well. I just finished recording that. Great show, great information. And again, a little bit more about how you can do to support a small business. Hey, thanks for listening. We'll catch you the next time. Bye-bye.